behavior bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey, and we are here with episode 133. Casey, what do you have for us today, sis? All right, so 133. All the shit these days be triggering me. Oh, good one, Case. Good, good, good one. Took you a second there, even though I thought you planned it before the show. There was a little I bit did, of but I changed speech. it up at the last second. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. So if you didn't get it, today we're going to be talking about triggers. And we have a really special guest today, an expert in this area. Um, this person is amazing. They are a walking trigger. They could be triggered by anything. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know. They're very um, worldly on this topic. And the guest is me, Casey. Well, both of us. <laughs> We're both here to talk about it. Uh, but it's it's just every now and then we like to come back together, just us, mm-hmm. to shoot the shit. And this is a topic that Casey and I talk about triggers a lot. And so it was like, dude, we got to do a podcast on that. Oh, yeah, we're always talking about them. Yep, so we're here for it. But before we go any further, can we give ourselves a review of the day? Yes, and I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been leaving reviews. Um, I I get triggered when I look at them in case there's a bad one, but they've been really amazing. So this one came in from Kim Manieri. I hope I said that right. It's titled Snaba Obsessed. Seriously, if you have any connection to ABA or are just interested in learning about people and behavior, this is the space to learn and apply your brain. I'm a current BC ABA about to test for my BCBA and Liat and Casey hang out with me every freaking day in my car, in my headphones, at work, literally everywhere. Y'all would be sick of me already in person, but I feel like we are besties. So thanks for sticking around with me. Thanks for letting my brain grow and disseminate ABA into spaces I never thought I could reach or apply. This is the best way to keep my mind working throughout the day, and I'd be lost without the connections you have made in my learning journey. Thanks a ton. Love you, mean it, Kim. I got goosebumps when I read this. Yeah, that is like, that is just amazing. I really was like feeling like, wow. I saved it. I sent it to the team. I'm like, look at this review. So Kim... Whatever you're doing out there, you're amazing. You're a rock star, and we appreciate you so much. And we're so happy we could be a part of your study journey and just your daily life journey since we're always in your ears. That's amazing to hear. Hopefully we're not annoying, but anyways. (laughs) Are you studying for your BCABA or BCBA exam and feeling lost and alone? Well, don't worry. Casey and Liat, your bitches have got you. Even if you can't join our live collective, we have on-demand video bundles that include all 20 of our live collectives recorded so you can watch them on demand on your own time whenever you want. You could be laying in bed, you could be eating ice cream, you could be driving in your car and listening on your headphones, you could be doing whatever you want to do and watch along with us. We're going to take you through the entire 5th edition task list Every single item, we make it fun, real, raw, and relatable, and studying doesn't have to suck. Trust us, we got you. So head over to www.studynotesaba.com, hit test prep, and we've got you covered on demand and live. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what we've been up to, because one of my favorite things is catching up with you, even though we're together all day, every day on Zoom. Um, Mm -hmm. But when we have a guest, I don't like to waste their time, so we usually jump right into it. So how's it going, sis, on the other side of divorce? What's up? Um, I'm actually doing great. And I was worried about you for a while. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, I am feeling really happy. I I feel like, you know, before getting divorced and, you know, we had an episode a little bit ago on divorce. I remember being like, I'm so scared to do this. Like, how am I going to feel after? Like, am I making a mistake? Am I doing this? 
And I have to say that I am consistently reminded that I did the right thing. And it's weird because I'm in a space where, you know, like, I don't know, and like five years ago, it'd be like, oh my God, my biggest fear would be to be like 30, what am I, 32, 32, divorced with a child, like a single mom. And like, that's exactly what I am. And if I like, if I look at it and, you know, like according to what society says about things, like, oh, you're supposed to be married, this and this by a certain age, or you're supposed to have this. But like, fuck that. I am <laughs> so much happier. Mm-hmm. Like even the idea, I mean, I have created like the world's most perfect boyfriend, Kobe. <laughs> Literally, they sleep together, brush their teeth together. <laughs> we do not sleep together. But well, he does watch like – He cuddles with you. He cuddles, but I take him back to his bed. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, I'm a BCBA and I know that could ruin – behaviors or I don't do it too often but um I just am enjoying like raising him and and the, one of the blessings I have to say also is that I have the most amazing support system so mm-hmm. I don't I do not ever have to really feel alone there's definitely times where I'm just like oh my god I'm wiped like the levels of exhaustion of even when you do have help or you know whether it's a nanny or family, it's still exhausting. Like you're responsible for another life. But not that I want to do it again, but I would 10 out of 10 do the same. If I was in the same situation again, I would do the same thing hands down. I am feeling so much happier and I just, I I can't even. Well, one thing you told me earlier today was like, you have to sit in the pain and sit in the fear. And like you told me, like, Casey, draw out the mountains, right? That means like Mm -hmm. you're coming from one place to the other and in the middle, it's really scary. And I remember when you were there and it was like, to see you on the other side now is just so amazing. I mean, I'm still, like, there's days that suck too. I just want to like put it out there. Oh, totally. But yeah. But my dad actually, when I was going to be going through the divorce, drew out a visual for me. And it was essentially two mountains, so like two upside down Vs. And he was like, all right, right now you're here. Uh, You just need to get here. But as long as you keep this visual, you realize that like to get to the other one, you have to go down in between, like really down, like Mm -hmm. to the bottom to even start climbing up the other one. And... I wouldn't say I'm at like the top, top of the other one yet, but I'm definitely on my way there. And that visual is something that like really stuck with me. And and so I've actually like given that same advice to people like in other things they're dealing with in their own life of like, okay, you're going to get here. Like that's the one thing you need to see in your mind. So like anything you're doing in between there is to get to that other side. And so – Well, cut like I remember I was in a yoga class in Costa Rica when I was like 24 – living my best life. (laughs) And, um, they talked about the, like the trapeze, like the flying trapeze. So it's like, you are right now. And I feel this in my life is that I have like some big changes coming up and there's been a lot of eye-opening work I've had to do to kind of, you know, deal with my trauma and deal with the fact that I'm living in a space where my trauma has existed my whole life. And so in order to grow past that, I'm, I have to leave. And what Liat said about support system is like, my support system is now in Texas. So I have my husband here and that's amazing, but he can't be everything for me. So we've made the move, decided to make the move to move to Dallas. Mic drop. I am so excited. <laughs> Casey is moving to, to Dallas. Dallas. Alan, insert some major noise there. Yeah. I mean, it is huge. It's taken Liat about four years of triggering me, uh, speaking of the podcast today, about moving to Dallas. Because I'm like, I love New England. It's tattooed on my ass. I'm never leaving here, right? And I had to realize that when I go to that, Dallas. Right, that Dallas has Friday the 13th tattoo deals too. <laughs> that's what I wanted. To, that's what sold her. Yeah. 
um, you know, you just get comfortable and you realize that you're not really growing where you are. And it's really hard to admit that because things on the outside look, you know, as perfect as you want to make them on social media, but on the inside, it's not that. Um, and admitting that and having a friend who will call you on your bullshit, which if you don't know that about us now, where have you fucking been? Uh, <laughs> um, it's really just made a huge change in my husband and I's relationship. We're doing marriage coaching and we are working through the goals and objectives to get us to Dallas. And whenever I'm out there, I have such an amazing support system. So if you're feeling like you don't have a support system, I feel Move you. To Dallas. Move to Dallas. We've got you. <laughs> We've got a big warehouse. We'll house you in. It'll be fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of changes happening and each time I come into my office that I'm sitting in now, I, I used to think of it as such object permeance, right? Like this is permanent. This is where I'm going to be forever. And now that it's like, oh, this is up May, March 31st. It's like, okay, I start like releasing holds of things that I think are so important in my life. Like think of just like the desk, a little thing in the the room, like, I'm like, oh, this can change and this can be okay. So I think, yeah, between the two of us, um, we've, we've been going through a lot. It's been a big year. And um, yeah, just thank you guys for listening and staying with us. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I like I felt like you had maybe used the word object permanence incorrectly and you sure as shit did. Oh, fuck. Really? Because <laughs> um, I remember it's like, and then it's with like, <laughs> Piaget, like the psychologist who like the idea that when like you first when you play peekaboo with a baby yeah and you like cover your face and like they don't understand that you could still be behind those hands like they genuinely think you're missing <laughs> it's like like they can't get the idea that like I just wanted to sound smart I, just I want, know but I I, but love I that. Just bring you back down to earth thank you a lot but no but I get what you meant you meant permanent objects yeah it's like how much <laughs> Like how, I guess more like becoming a minimalist. Like I don't, and I've been telling my husband because he's like, yeah, so definitely not that term. Definitely not object <laughs> Not a behavior term. Um, yeah, just becoming more um, unattached to things when you overcompensate for feelings um, or emptiness, you kind of fuse to permanent objects, not object permeance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like literally crying right now. And so, yeah. So that's just becoming like stripping down to the cats, my husband, and like that's it. Going to Dallas. We're just going to do it. And and her car. Well, yeah. I mean the car, which I hate. And the I funnel. Just, I want the just... funnel. Does anyone know about the funnel? <laughs> the one that your dad bought me? <laughs> no, the one that you had before my dad bought you a new one. Okay, so – if anyone's listening, when my dad passed away, he was cremated. And that's something that I definitely want to be cremated, which is the opposite of the Jewish religion where there's no way in hell. But I am definitely not being get buried in the ground. I'm so claustrophobic. Like, burn me up and put me on the mantle. But with my dad, I had all his ashes and all, all the family members wanted some. So <laughs> one night, Matt and I were hanging out watching TV and I – had my dad's ashes on the counter and I had a funnel and I had all these little containers I got off Amazon and I was like trying to divvy all the ashes up and they were like spilling out everywhere. <laughs> and Leon's like, what did you do with the funnel? I'm like, I washed it and put it back in the drawer. <laughs> She's like, I'm so uncomfortable about this funnel. <laughs> and so my dad, I told my dad the story and my dad bought Casey a funnel and was like, Hey, I think you should <laughs> replace the funnel. Maybe replace the funnel. <laughs> like, like I see, I saw nothing wrong with that. And Leah was like, wait, your dad was just all over your counter. I'm like, yeah, it was spreading his ashes into different containers for the family. Also, that seems way more claustrophobic to me. Being burned? With a tiny Amazon container. Oh, no. Being like in the ground. Ugh, but the worms and the decay. No, thank you. No, thanks. All right. All right. Anyway. What are we talking about show. today? Peanut butter and jelly. All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's time for the behavior principles. Let me go and get the behavioral robot. Hold up. Wait a minute. 
All right, the behavior principles today are CMOR, escape avoidance, condition motivating operations, operant behavior, respondent behavior, respondent conditioning, reflexes, self-management strategies, antecedent interventions. We're talking about peanut butter and actually that's a trigger for me because that's like telling me to shut up and no one tells me to shut up. (laughs) Okay. So today we are talking about triggers and it all goes together because when Casey was talking about like, oh, I'm coming to Dallas, you know, she's like, yeah, get a friend. He's going to like call you out on your bullshit. But let me tell you, calling Casey out on her bullshit is like putting yourself into a line of fire. Yeah, like a like a mine, like trying to like what is it when you're like trying to like tiptoe over any of like the what are those called? I don't know, but the whatever it is is that when you want to c- tell Casey something, if it is like in any way like resonates with her actual truth, she will fight you to the death. So, actually, we were in Mexico. Casey and I were in a shuttle from the airport. And Casey was drunk because she was like got this way overpriced drink, by the way, which we like fought about. I'm like, you cannot pay that for a drink. That is disgusting. And she's like, I'm on vacation. That was also a trigger for her, obviously. (laughs) Anyway, so we're in the car and she's like happy, drunk, already like chilling. And then I said something and I was like, something about like, dude, you realize like you need to live in Dallas, right? Like your job's here. Like what the fuck are you staying in New Hampshire for? Like every single thing that like, like Mm -hmm. triggers you essentially is there. And Casey, like she like hard leans like the opposite direction. Like, what are you talking about? I love New Hampshire more than anything. It's the most beautiful state. Texas is ugly. You guys have nothing. There's no water. I have to have water. I have to be near water. Ew. I love New Hampshire. It's everything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, can you stop gaslighting me? Like when you were in Dallas, you literally said like, I love it here so much. I need to be here. And now like when I'm asking about it, you're acting like as if you never said anything, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you so triggered by it? Right? Yeah. And you had said, I'm not triggered. And then you were like, I was like, okay, well, you are the way you're responding. So what is so triggering about it? And she had said, well, it's just like it's a point of contention in my relationship. In my marriage, yeah. hmm And so instead of, you know, wanting to like deal with that point of contention, I guess it was more like I could just like shut you up about it and like deal with whatever that is. I don't know. But um Well, it's that escape and avoidance kind of behavior where there's multiple things that I have now listed as triggers to me. And when I actually dive into why it was a trigger, it's because I wasn't facing my truth or being honest with myself um, or dealing with past traumas or healing or it's, there's so many things that when like, and nowadays like we use that word so casually, like, oh, trigger warning, trigger this. Like, but like when you're someone who deals with actual mental health issues that has had actual trauma, the word trigger is triggering. <laughs> so when you, when people but we say- we spoke about that, remember, in the car, we're like, what is a trigger? Let's yes. like, like, we like started like trying to operationally define it ourselves before like ever doing research for an episode like right now. We literally, remember we called someone else and we were like, what is it, tr- like, what does the word trigger mean to you? And for me, it was bringing up feelings, right? Like- Almost like poking the bear. That's what, yeah. Like, why are you trying to do that? Versus me putting it on my, having ownership over the feelings I'm feeling. I was putting it on you as like, why are you bullying me? Like, stop triggering me. Where it's like. You thought I like get off to like pissing you off. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) It's like, I'm like, like, well, what triggers you? Let me know. I'll trigger you. (laughs) Like, and you're like, not much. I'm like, well, clearly you've dealt with all your trauma. Great. (laughs) But no, we all have them. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it just, so before we go any further, now that that was us just like talking like, you know, drunk in a van. 
Yeah. But now we actually like did a little bit of research to come on the show and we, you know, we operationally defined what is a trigger Mm -hmm. thanks to our friendly internet. Okay. And in psychology, a trigger is a stimulus. Oh my God. ABA word. Cool. That causes a painful memory to resurface. A trigger can be any sensory reminder of the traumatic event, a sound, a sight, a smell, a physical sensation, or even a time of day or season, mm-hmm. right? So we know like common PTSD, right? So potentially maybe like the sound of a firework can trigger um, combat veterans, um, you know, like bring them back there. Or maybe you see a specific type of dog that bit you as a child and now you're like, you're brought back there again. And I have a uh, really weird one that yeah, I – I, I don't even think about it, but it just popped up right in this moment. So when the a trunk, like when you shot a trunk in your car, uh-huh. I get immediately triggered because when I was like, I don't know, maybe 10 years old, um, my mom was emptying the trash out of the trunk and I was in the back seat and I had my, I don't know why my mom would always be like, you do stupid shit all the time. Like I just wasn't thinking like klutzy is like how she would describe me, which I don't think I am at all. But <laughs> um, I had my hands like up in the middle, like it was like a um, a hatchback uh-huh. and she shut the trunk and my fingers were shut in the trunk. And it was such a shitty car that in order to open the trunk, you have to like push on it. So like, oh my god! I know. So when you're triggering me with my finger issues, (laughs) I didn't lose any, but oh, they were all like mangled. And so whenever I anyone opens a trunk or I open the trunk to put groceries in, like I or roll up a window or anything that has to do with like something getting caught in something, I'm like immediately triggered. And that's like a very minor one of my triggers. Um, but that's like one that I think you have like an actual like physical event that you could like remember exactly 100% like pain right so there was some kind of reflex respondent behavior that I was feeling and when you relate that now it's been conditioned that I've learned that the sound of the trunk shutting right might cause me that pain but that's just a random one that I was just thinking of so also continuing with our definition we've pulled a few from different resources but I like this one saying a triggers a non-threatening stimulus which which triggers an autonomic nervous system response. So it puts us into that fight or flight or that what we call respondent conditioning, right? So whereas, you know, the actual we know that like if something like pops out or something, you might have that um respondent behavior of an increased heartbeat. But now when something else that's been paired with that, let's say it is um I don't know, the sight of like being in a room with a male. I don't know. Depending on what your history is, let's pretend like it's that. It's like the sight of a male might be that conditioned stimulus, which results in that respondent, you know, increase in heartbeat. I'm just picking like a random topic, but that's an example of like, you know, when we talk about Pavlov and uh, the respondent conditioning with drooling and all that. Also, um, and this is something that, Again, every time we do these podcasts together, we're going to be using our experiences together because that's our life every single day. (laughs) So when we were studying for this podcast, um, one of the things that I read was a person's strong reaction to being triggered may come as a surprise to others because the response seems out of proportion to the stimulus But this is because the triggered individual is mentally reliving the original trauma. So for an example, like an adult, like say me, who's experienced abandonment, right, which I have, might feel triggered from an unanswered text. So Liat knows (laughs) what happens when you don't text me back. (laughs) This girl blows up anyone (laughs) she could find in the area to like find me. I'm like. Wait, that's what? called an extinction like, verse, but I literally will find her. I will call anyone I know that's with her. I will call the nanny. I will call her parents. I will text her, call her 15 times. And it could be in the span of like a 15 minute lack of response. It's not like she like 
ignored me for like two days. <laughs> like, sis, where are you? Sis, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? What are you doing? Are you mad at me? What happened? Like, that is an unnatural response to a 15-minute lack of a text message, right? Like, that is a s- abandonment well, trigger. But do you remember, like, I mean, realize Casey and I have been working together for a while. So, like, obviously you get to, like, know another person more. And, like, one time we had, like, a feedback meeting, I remember. And I was like, Casey, like, I don't know how to put this. But this is before, like, I, like, knew, like, how this is related to trauma or, like, had – Usually, by the way, if I, like, find anything out about someone, I'll, like, become an expert in that area. I just, like, love, like, learning about different things. And I was, like, sometimes your response is, like, kind of confusing because I, like, say something and I'm, like, where did that come from? (laughs) You know? And and then – and I'd be, like, Casey, you know, like, if I'm telling you, like, hey, where were you? You missed that meeting? I'm genuinely asking you, like, where are you? Are you good? Mm-hmm. Right? But, like, to you, you'd go into full, like, like freaking out, like, you know. I'm not like, good I'm, enough. I'm going to lose my I license. I'm going to lose my license. Yeah, exactly. And so then, like, but then we started, like, reading more about, like, complex PTSD. And that's when I was, like, and I'd send Casey these things. I'd be, like, does this resonate with you? She's, like, yes. Like, everything feels like it's, like, the biggest deal. And so I, I just have to say, like, the result of a lot of triggers are trauma. So if yeah. you are, like, spending time with someone who's having – it does help to understand it, right? Because initially I'd be like, okay, this is like – why are you getting pissed off at me? What the fuck did I do? Like, I mm. literally just walked in the door, right? <laughs> but when you have an understanding of it, it's like mm-hmm. you then know that, like, how you could potentially, like, calm someone down. Like, you know, like, hey, want to let you know that, like, this is happening. You don't need to freak out about it. I promise you I've taken care of all of it. You know, it's just – Mm-hmm. That there's a lot of um, it's and know. it's actually interesting to talk about on the other side of people dealing with someone that does have like really severe triggers, right? Like that's a hard thing to know how to even. I mean, we work together. That's like the highest level of a relationship other than a marriage. We're best friends. We work together. So understanding, like, and talking about it. Before, it would just be, like, I'd just get angry, and then the week we'd, like, I'd lash out, and we would have, like, you know, and you'd be, like, what? And then, like, the next day, you'd be, like, why would you, like, and I'm, like, I don't know why I reacted like that. Like, something you I said. I don't remember the situation, but, like, it'd be, like. Yeah. Like. I, I wish I could, like, go back and look. Okay. It'd be, like, K, and then, like, not writing back to text or anything, and I'd be, like, huh? <laughs> and then I'm, like, wait, tell me, like. But now I, I don't feel like that really happens anymore. No. I mean, I, recently, I think it's also because when you face them and you understand like, oh, that definitely was triggering. But also I trust that that person on the other end knows that like, like I trust them. Basically, it's building trust with someone to understand that, you know, they've got you and you know, you're safe with them. Um, and that's like a really important thing. And I sent out this text last night um, and it was uh, from the holistic psychologist on Instagram. And it says, nobody talks about what it feels like to slowly get out of survival mode. There's emotional withdrawal, withdrawal, (laughs) withdrawal, withdrawal, moments of intense confusion and so much grief that comes with seeing life as it truly is. And I think for those that have been through traumatic experiences um, in their life, you really are always in fight or flight. And that's like, I went to my doctor the other day to do like a med check just to see if like everything was working out. And she's like, Casey, your heart rate resting is 155. Like, what did you do before you came here? I'm like, nothing. I walked in the door. And she's like, is this what it's always like for you? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, this is why you feel like shit. Like you're in a constant state of fight or flight, right? Like, so whatever it could be. The mask that I had to put up, put on triggered me because I'm claustrophobic. The, you know, I don't really like going to doctors. Sales, sales being down on the website. Like, oh yes. my God. Oh my God, we're going to lose our jobs. I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lose my job. I have I'm to recertify and I don't have enough CEUs. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, but now like just getting that in check and understanding that that's not how you have to live, right? Like there are things out there to help you, whether it's medicine or meditation or exercise or having a a friend therapy, um, you start to feel normal again and realize like, holy shit, I was living at such a high vibration 
that I, you can't function that long. You're going to like have a heart attack. So, so anyways. Can we include some of these trigger symptoms? Please. What it feels like to someone being triggered. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, and guys, it's not that I'm perfect by any means. It's just that like, think I do not have as much trauma that has not been dealt with mm-hmm. or so much that, I mean, I definitely have a lot of other weaknesses in other area, but I just am someone who is not easily triggered or in general, like angered. Like usually someone could like break something of mine. I'm like, okay, like just my personalities. But so when I'm saying this, it's not well, because you also, we're saying like, that. Even when we first met, like things, yeah, like things just kind of like, you're like more of like a, well, who can, what's the worst that could happen kind of mentality where I'm like, What's the worst that could happen is everything. You're learning. Yeah, because it's your learning history. So it's like, you know, it's based. And so when I'm saying these things, it's not like I'm sitting here being like, oh, I'm perfect and all these different things by any means. It's just that all we all know that we're shaped by our learning history. So like it's Mm -hmm. something that Casey and I like open dialogue discuss a lot, object permanence, you know, and (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. So here's the here are the symptoms. Um, these are trigger symptoms and they often include in case you're going to say if you could resonate with these or not. Okay. Mm -hmm. Feeling scared, panicked, anxious, or unsafe. Check. Elevated heartbeat, sweating, and difficulty breathing. Check. I'm always sweating. (laughs) My heart rate, like I just said, the doctors, they put me on a beta blocker because my heart rate was so fast. Well, we're going to get this all in check with Mm -hmm. mushrooms. Um, (laughs) see episode three episodes ago, feeling like you have no control over your emotions. Check. Urge to run away, escape or other avoidant behavior. Check, check, check. Rumination or negative automatic thoughts. Double check. Inexplicable or unpredictable changes in mood. Check. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't say check, I was literally going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? All right. Anxiety or panic attacks. Physical tension, like clenching the fist or jaw. 100%. Flashbacks of stressful or traumatic events. Yeah, I mean, I just talked about when I was 10 years old and my fingers got stuck in the trunk. I didn't even remember that one. But yeah, yes, 100%. Did your mom, like, offer you empathy with that? Yeah, I think she – yeah, I do. I think she did. Or she was like – But also, like, was like, you're an idiot because, like, why would you put – I mean, I get it at this point. Like, why would I have my hands up there? Like, that makes no sense. But, like – I was a kid. I don't know. I was just chilling, hanging out with my hands in the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) Delayed outbursts of anger or sadness. Uh Uh-huh. Check. So all of these things, and I mean, I've had these different feelings for different things in my life, so I know none of them are good feelings. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when we talk about things and why I think I feel so strongly about radical behaviorism is that all of these, most of these things are not observable to the outside viewer. So they're private events. And, but they're definitely really real feelings and thoughts and behaviors. Like, you know, you could be like clenching your jaw that no one else could see it from the outside or, you know. like even just think about my elevated heart rate. When I went to the doctor on the outside, let's say the receptionist, right? She saw a normal looking girl, you know. Friendly as hell. What'd you say? Friendly friendly as, oh, yeah, totally friendly. Like, I'm feeling like, oh, I'm cool. My doctor listens to my heart and is like, you're in severe tachycardia. Like, what is going on? And I'm like, I don't know. So, like, that inside is clearly affecting the outside. Like, it's really easy to put on a, a show, but there, there's no reason for you to have to do that. Exactly. And – with this, um, I actually want to say an interesting research finding that we came across, which was super interesting, just because I'm sure with all the Instagram you're on or consuming and Facebook and TikTok, it feels like every video or many videos have a trigger warning at the beginning of it, whether it's, you know, they're about to pop a pimple or there's sexual, like someone talking about their like sexual history or, you know, um, their sexuality. Um, and it says trigger warning. And so there was a, a study done. Let me pull it up. 
It's a study in 2020 called Helping or Harming, the Effect of Trigger Warnings on Individuals with Trauma Histories. And it actually, so they were looking at, are trigger warnings actually helping individuals with trauma to deal, like, you know, like help them like ease their Mm -hmm. triggers and feel calmer and like help them deal with the trauma? And the answer was no. No. And I will say from personal experience, like whenever you say before you say something to me that I know like we're going to talk about and you say, oh, trigger, I'm going to trigger. It's like I get more anxious than if you would have just said what you were going to say. I I do that. I know. You like I shock know. factor though. <laughs> well, <laughs> letting you know. I mean, if I said trigger before everything that was going to trigger you, I literally would be like trigger, 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 trigger. <laughs> Uh, but so I suggested that the trigger warnings are actually reinforcing a survivor's view of their trauma as central to their identity. Mm. So it's like before I do anything, before I watch a regular video, like someone else watches, I have to check in with my identity of like my, you know, my trauma identity Mm -hmm. and see if I'm going to be triggered by that. And so they said it actually is counterproductive to the healing process. Wow. And in fact, the, the, the causal the the causal use of trigger warnings can send the wrong message to the general public. Well, because also I feel like it's just triggers are different for everyone. So how can you trigger warning something so blanket statement? Right. And you said to me earlier, you're like, and you know, these trigger warnings piss me off because sometimes it makes me feel like I'm weak or something. Yes. I'm like, like, I'm like I need that. I need that. Um Almost like, like extra support. Yeah, like someone to tell me like, oh, guess what? Your trauma is about to be triggered. Like now I'm like shitty going reliving all my like trauma. Like, yeah, I did say that to you before we started. I said that. When- no, but it's also even written in here. It says yeah. it, some people may believe that those who need trigger warnings are weak or incapable of hand- handling stress. Wow. Um, that's interesting. And But also something that's happening is that the word – you know, trigger warning or people saying they're casually triggered sometimes when they're angered or upset by something, it's caused the word to lose its actual meaning. Also, like, some examples of being triggered if you are, um, again, have trauma. Like, I can't watch the news. When I, like, there's one of these things, it's not an exhaustive list, but here are a few common triggers, and it includes holidays, anniversaries, right? Like, I get so triggered around those, um, certain sounds, loud voices are yelling. Like one of the things my husband and I are working on right now is his reactions to very simple things like the cat being on the counter. If he typically is getting ready in the morning and he reacts to that in a, a loud yelling way, like get the fuck off the counter. I am immediately triggered. It's like my heart rate increases. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Right? So he has to learn my triggers. He's like, nothing. The cat was on the counter. I'm like, then why would you react that way? <laughs> and like, so he has to realize to like change his behavior around me. Um, but violence- I think that he may also have triggers like due to his history as well. So like he's- tr- When I go to Texas, he's triggered. <laughs> and so then like his behavior is a result of being triggered and then mm-hmm. it triggers yours. So it's like a domino effect of triggers. It's like circular reasoning. <laughs> Right. All right. So let's talk about some things that you could actually do if you are triggered. You know, we like to like present a topic, but also provide like there's something that you can do or, you know, ways to respond. Mm -hmm. And I love these ones that you found because they're definitely not ones that I do at all. And I need to. Well, it's almost like you have to like have the plan before you're actually in the moment because when you're in it, it's the hardest time to think about it. Yeah, you're like in a Hence the reason I always tell you to go to therapy before yeah. your family pulls a wild one again. You know, I'm like, <laughs> why don't you? That's going to happen every day. day. <laughs> right. So how to respond to triggers. Um, so some important things to do are first, you want to try have perspective. As soon as you feel triggered, try to like zoom out and look at it from a bird's eye view, okay? Recognize where the intense feeling is coming from. Likely not from the trigger itself. So maybe it's not that like, you know, 
I say to Casey, Casey, I really think you should move to Dallas. You'd have great opportunity. You have support, whatever it is, right? So in that moment when that was a trigger before like we've got to where we are now, that was like Liat's being a bully. She's being a bitch. She's trying to trigger me. She knows that that's like a point of contention in my relationship. She like likes obviously pissing me off and blah, 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 (laughs) right? When like really I'm like, dude – any like and and it's you know it's hard to see because even now like when I take a, a bird's eye view and I you know talk to people and anyone in my circle who I say guess what we're moving to Dallas they're like duh that's where you should be I'm like oh, I thought everyone would be so mad at me <laughs> yeah dude like no offense anyone <laughs> could see this within like seven seconds of seeing you yeah. okay. Now you have to remind yourself that you're safe, okay? Mm. So try taking slow, deep breaths and remind yourself that you're safe now. You can repeat a mantra in your head if that's helpful for you. You might remind yourself, I am safe. This is not then. I am safe. This is not then. I am safe. I feel like this this is is like positive practice. Uh Uh-huh. Like doing something over over and over again. Um. And I've started – I never used to wear my Apple Watch ever. I just – I don't know why. I just got out of the habit of it. But now I do and I'm constantly using the breathing app on it where it's like I have to sit and do this and it will tell me when to do it. That would trigger me. It was like such a nerve. I'm like, you think I have fucking time right now to breathe? <laughs> <laughs> We're learning There's mine. <laughs> All right. You ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Practice self-compassion and acceptance. As much as you can, try not to get irritated with yourself for having these feelings. Direct compassion towards yourself as you would a close loved one. That is huge. I think that like I am the biggest person of taking care of everyone. And I think even this morning you said to me, who takes care of you? Like I think it was even like a simple thing. Like I was calling in Matt's meds to the thing and then I was like, okay, okay, I'll leave and I'll go get them or whatever. And she's like – you were like, he can go get his own meds, Casey, like, and pick up yours. So I was like, I take care of you. You do. Yeah. You're my board of directors. <laughs> but I like texted him. I'm like, no, you can go get them and, and also get mine at the same time and get toilet paper. But even though I went and got the toilet paper regardless, but whatever. Um, having that compassion towards yourself, that's hard. It's, it's hard, especially when you have this thing where it's like, okay, I need to stop feeling like this. Like, what am I going to do to stop feeling like this? And and sometimes the thing is that you need to feel, mm-hmm. and like I always say, like from that Glennon Doyle book, it's like there is no way out but through. Mm-hmm. So like first, you know, first the pain, then the waiting, then the, what is it? The resurrection, I think. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that you are. What did I text you this morning? So Liat has me on again. She's my board of directors. She texted me this morning, untamed. I'm like, heard, nice prompt, very subtle. And it says, or what I pulled from it today was, I can feel everything and survive. Yes. And then I can use pain to become. So it's not bad to feel pain. It's your becoming. That's what's happening. And in order to feel it is when you're in it, that like between those two mountains or you're letting go of the trapeze to get to the next side and you're in that and you're like trigger, 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 trigger. But (laughs) if you learn them and understand them, like I have, what used to trigger me, I'm able, not that it doesn't trigger me anymore, but I'm able to face it in a much better coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Or recognize it. And with that, but when you say that, that comes with Learning your stress signature is what they call it. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially noticing what we call in ABA your precursor, right? Like the start of that chain. The antecedent, Um, right? You're going to look at what is happening and then recognize your, like you said, your precursor behaviors. Like if I start getting kind of like speed up my talking, right, means I'm kind of coming on the defense, where if I take a step back, take a deep breath, and listen about where someone's coming from versus me putting my feelings on them, which they could have no idea what I'm feeling. No matter, they would, like, you might have no idea what private events are going on in my head. 
And then if you react that way to somebody without sitting back and understanding where they're coming from, that's when I see myself being most triggered. Because I automatically assume that you're like, yeah, someone's bullying me or they're mad at me or I did something wrong versus like, hey, no. Just checking in. Like when someone asked me like. I just happen to have two best friends, Casey being one of them, who are like (laughs) both walking triggers. And like the amount of times I'd be like, they're like, you're a bully. You're a bully. You love bullying. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we talk about the definition of a bully? (laughs) Like when I call you ugly, I'm a bully. Okay. (laughs) But when I tell you to move somewhere because I could support you and I think it'd be good for you. Or I tell you to see a therapist. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I'm like, you guys don't know what bullying is. And the I'll two, show you the two of us, her other best friend, will talk about it too. And it's like at the end of like the conversation, we'll be like, oh, "She was right, damn it!" Like it wasn't like she just calls us on our shit. So yeah. So anyways, if you're out there and you're feeling that everything in the world is triggering you, you are not alone. And if you can take those steps that Liat just talked about to recognize the signs, the precursor behaviors of your stress symptoms, um, you know, talk and to see people. see a therapist. And yeah. yeah. And see a therapist. Like it might not – sometimes you have to talk things out loud to be able to like explore like oh what the God. trauma actually is. Like there are certain things like totally. – I know I always talk about Casey and the crack spoon, but <laughs> I'm like – like she had said that out loud to me in the first time I ever heard it, like very casually. And I'm like, wait, what? You cleaned what at age seven? Mm-hmm. Wait, Right. And it was like, um, dude, that's pretty fucking traumatic, you know? Yeah. Um, and so like really talking to someone about these things and like them helping you realize, like, wow, maybe I did deal with a lot, you know? And a therapist can do that. There's amazing, I mean, there's I mean, a lot you could look into, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, EMDR. You know, there's ACT, EMDR, eye movement, desensitization. I think we're gonna have someone on the podcast. You don't have to but. carry all of it. You don't have to. Like my husband just recently got on Zoloft and he's never been on any meds ever. And it was like divorce or Zoloft. So he definitely picked the Zoloft. (laughs) And he told me yesterday, he's like, I didn't know I could feel like normal. Like this is how people normally feel like calm. And like, I'm like, yeah, babe. Like I know, trust me, Lexapro is my like game changer. But Meds in general, like it's not to say, oh, go off and meds will cure everything, but therapy, meds. And now that he's on meds, he's able to talk about it. Like Liat said, like now it's like all those things that he was holding inside that I didn't even know he's talking about so openly and without fear of judgment or um, being weak or any of that. And it's like normalized. So yeah, I will say that we all have triggers, so just make sure you recognize the signs and don't be a bitch like I was. <laughs> <laughs> a behavior bitch, but not a bitch. Yeah, I wasn't a good be- I wasn't a good bitch. <laughs> All right, guys. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Casey, thanks for being so open as always with yes, your of course. If it helps um, anyone out there, then I'm here for it. Which is great. If you guys knew Casey before, <laughs> she like had to make everything look perfect on everything. So like the fact that she's opened up is huge. It's true. No. And it feels so much better. It's like I'm living my truth now. Like come – I mean I'm slowly living my truth, but I'll get there. I still post a few like overly happy posts, but that's okay. It's It's just overcompensating. No, it's okay. You're like setting your goals. But all right, guys. You know where to find us. You can find us on our website, behaviorbitches.com. You can find us on Facebook, Behavior Bitches Podcast, on Instagram, at Behavior Bitches Podcast. Please leave us a review in the Apple – podcast app. That is the reason we keep doing this. I would like 2,000 reviews by the end of the year. What are we at right now? Let me check. 1,200. That means we need 800. So if that's Come on, baby. And you know what? When you leave them, I am going to start giving out random gifts to people who leave them. We will contact you if you screenshot it and send it to us on our Instagram. Yes, because usually the Apple reviews, we don't know who it comes. It's like a random and it like Yeah, and you got to take a screenshot of it because it sometimes takes a while to get approved. Yeah. But please leave us those reviews. We really, I don't want to sound desperate, but like desperately, please go leave us them. And with that, 
As always, love ya. Mean it. Hey, you. Yeah, I see you. You're scrolling on TikTok, I bet. Probably Instagram, probably Facebook, too. Guess what? That's not helping your studying. You need to go and download the Study Notes ABA app and practice so many test questions. There's over 3,500 test questions. You get to play games. You get to join live study sessions. You get to share all your amazing notes and learn from an entire community. So head over. If you have an Android, guess what? We've got you too. So Android or the Apple store, get the Study Notes ABA app. Trust me, it's worth it. And you'll be using it even after you pass your test. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need super. him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. Today.